This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> Life is a gift. Life is a test. Life is Temporary Assignment. Rick Warren, author of The Purpose Driven Life. Valeria interviews Jason Erickson. He currently works as a DOD contractor and retired from the U.S. Navy as a Master Explosive Ordnance Disposal Technician after 25 years of service. He is certified as a Pain-Free Performance Instructor, National Academy of Sports Medicine Certified Trainer. He is the CEO of Warrior Swimwear, a veteran-owned swimwear company based out of Destin, Florida, and has a gym startup named Forge Gym. He also helps coaching clients through his IG account, JBoneFit. He coaches mindset, nutrition, and fitness. Meet Jason at warriorswim.co and instagram.com backslash jbonefit. Here's the interview with Jason Erickson. In your own words, who is Jason Erickson? Jason Erickson is a 48-year-old former Navy EOD technician. Grew up in the uh, Pacific Northwest, near the Seattle area specifically. I have I served uh, most of my life in uh, on the East Coast of the United States, out of Little Creek, Virginia, for most of it. I've been all over the world, um, mostly between there and San Diego, though. So uh, I did 25 years in the U.S. Navy. Um, I have a master's degree in political science. Um, I am a coach online. I have a program that I do mentorship through for all kinds of different people from all kinds of different walks of life. Um, we cover mindset, fitness, nutrition, all those kinds of things. And I am also the uh, owner of Warrior Swimwear Company out of Destin, Florida here locally. And we make or provide high-quality handcrafted uh, swimwear for active people. Um, and we have just got that company up and running in the past, say, nine months. How wonderful. Yes, I'll have, definitely have the link on this podcast profile as well, that website. I guess a question that comes to mind is an open question. What inspired you to serve the U.S. Navy? Well, I enlisted when I was, it was still in the 1990s, and I was like, still in high school and i was very highly motivated by a sense of patriotism and a desire to serve my country and to go out and kind of like live an adventure yeah that sounds really good to me 
Uh, I love seeing life approach the idea of life as an adventure, just being open to what happens, the way it happens. Not always easy, right, Jason? But, no, not always. Yeah. So something else that caught my attention, reading your profile, your bio and everything, it was the purpose-driven mindset. So talk to me about purpose for a moment. How did you, how did you find your purpose? Do you consider what you're doing today a purpose? And how do we know when we are living on purpose? I do consider it a purpose. And I, I will say that I feel it's very necessary for me as an, as an individual person to have that. When I, I noticed when I didn't have a, a defined purpose for myself, I was kind of adrift at sea, if you will. I was not content. I did not. I had a much harder time feeling happiness in my life, you know, and being satisfied with where I was without that purpose. So as I always say to my coaching clients, the mind is primary. I got that from a, a place in Salt Lake City. Some, some people may know it. <laughs> um, yeah. So if I, if I was lacking that purpose, I was kind of adrift, and I, as I was saying, and I needed to have that to define where I was going and what I was doing. And that was very important to me. And I felt I used to have that purpose through my military service, right? Like I was dedicating myself to service to the nation. And to defending it, you know, in in situations, say, as what we've experienced over the last 20 years. Also, when I left the service, when I retired from it, I was kind of, as a lot of, you know, veterans and retirees are, I was kind of adrift for a little while. I was still working as a Department of Defense contractor, which is my kind of like my day job that I do now. But I had a purpose through that. But at the same time, I needed an overall a new drive, something to, to, to I, I could put myself into 100 percent, right? Right. So I found that through the coaching that I decided now that I would take advantage of social media to do something positive. I mean, I didn't have to have it to make a living, but I wanted to do something where I was helping other people because I find contentment and happiness through that. Mm-hmm. Seeing other people overcome obstacles in their life, find their own happiness, find success. That makes me happy. Mm, yes. Wow. I love that. I was about to ask you, what's happening to you? And then you answer my question, my silent question. Yes, helping others. There's something about that. Do you wonder why we feel this sense of purpose and happiness, satisfaction when we help others? Have you wondered? I think that in order to help other people, we have to kind of self-actualize ourselves first. Mm, yeah. I think and I think that I had to go through a personal development process to make myself into or put myself into a place in life where I could actually be a benefit and be helpful to others. So by having that drive to hit that point, I did great things for myself and I'm also doing great things to help other people. And I think that I just have this like when someone comes to me and says, I've been having such a you know, I've been doing great things. I've made all this progress. I've lost all this weight. My health feels better. I'm sleeping better. You know, I feel so much better about myself. That makes me smile. That makes me happy. And I really get something out of that, that they are living a better life now because I was, you know, I, I helped show them a, a way. Yes. I, don't, I answered your question 100%, but yes. Yes, you did. So the interesting thing that I heard from you is that it starts with us, right, Jason? It does. That makes a lot of sense. You almost look at it as being selfish in a way. I mean, mm-hmm. in a certain light. 
that you're you're putting all this effort into into yourself to make yourself better, but at the same time, the outcome is you're better able to help other people by doing so. Mm, yes, a billion percent. Yes, a billion yes to that. Talk to me about healing. Is that part of that journey of a becoming, finding purpose? It's definitely part of that journey. I think that negativity, I believe in negative energy. I believe in positive energy. I believe in our debt. Um, just through life experiences, I've come to believe these things are, are real and they're true. Um, some people may call it the universe. Some people call it God. I, I believe in these things. I believe that there's an energy flow between people. I believe that by having positive energy and having positive karmic and not having negative karmic debt, at least that we can accomplish great things, you know, in our own lives and also with other people too. And the more we build up this positive energy within us, people will see this. They'll be attracted. They'll be drawn to it, you know, and it affects them as well. It's like, it's like this overlapping wave of energy will go through their lives and then branches into other people as well. So almost it's like a it's an energy multiplier, as you as you could say, that you're affecting multiple people, and then they are going on to affect other people as well. So it spreads like it spreads good good things, basically, is how they would say. Yes, yes, absolutely. I know that a lot of people do believe in energy, and they actually talk that way. Even people who are interested only in science, in facts, and science, mm-hmm. they they agree with that that yes. we energetic resonance, you know, exists, it can be felt. I agree. I asked you the question about healing. So do you connect that with healing, being positive? Is that what you're trying to say? That healing has to do with becoming more positive in a way, having a more positive mindset? Yes. Um, Well, at least speaking for myself, I, I kind of exist in a place unless I take action that is either neutral or slightly negative in some circumstances. Like I was not, I don't think I was born to be a happy person necessarily. So it takes me work and effort to get to that place. Now for me, usually this means that I, I get up early and I get a two mile walk in in the morning, which gives me time to, to think about things and kind of reset my mind and my, and my attitude about everything. I do a hundred burpees as soon as I'm done with that. And by the time I'm done with that, I, I have a little bit of a sweat going and I feel 100% better like a new person. So I've kind of used that to reset my mind and my attitude every day and kind of shift myself from being in a kind of a slightly negative place into a place of positivity. And by doing that, I feel like I'm healing myself a little bit every day. Oh, I love to hear that. That's a, a beautiful observation. Yes, it seems like most of us wake up with this, I don't know what that is, a residue of the subconscious, the unconscious mind that tends to be negative. I feel the same way. It's kind of interesting. And I do a lot of spiritual work and positive things. I, I, agree, I agree with you on that. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel about it as well. It's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, it is, right, Jason? That's a great observation. It's one that most people don't talk about, actually. I see that. My husband and I, would talk about this all the time, but not too often with my guests, psychologists and the spiritual people that I, I speak with. They usually don't, we don't talk about this topic, but that's a very powerful one. This is something that you recommend that people do. Uh, I go, I do meditation to just get out of that. But as yeah. you mentioned, you do more physical work. 
do you recommend both actually meditation as well or some i i do and part of it is for me is getting up early so i have some time to it's almost like i mean you could call it meditation yeah you yes. call it reflection yes. but you're there and i'm i'm kind of outside i'm getting you know the coolness of the morning air and i'm kind of just have a chance to think about recycle what happened yesterday in my head and just kind of look at it, get a fresh perspective on it, and then kind of reorganize my thoughts. And that kind of, for me, is, is kind of a meditative state. I know meditation, you're not necessarily thinking of anything at the moment. So I'm kind of trying to drive to that point as I get into the walk and I start moving. And I kind of just try to blank my mind out and just let it go and wander on its own. So maybe that's, in a way, considered meditation. But I definitely recommend that people have a chance to get up early and, and do a walk. It doesn't have to be a run. It doesn't have to be anything crazy like that. It just has to be getting up and moving a little bit, you know, completely reset your day from that point on. Yes. I like that. You know, I'm trying to visualize that. I'm not a morning person and I'm trying to, but I do know when, I don't know when, the, when was the last time that I woke up early, but I remember feeling different. Yeah. yeah. Early morning. There's something about that's refreshing. It's, it's almost like the perfect resetting kind of environment. As you said, reset. So it feels that way. It's very refreshing. I was very skeptical uh, when I first heard about this practice from people. And I'd gotten up early when I was in the military, of course, you know, all the time. Yeah. But usually it was, you know, rushing through that morning to try to get ready and get to work on time to get, you know, get started with the day. I didn't get up earlier to just have that time to myself to reflect on things and kind of you know, as you said, meditate and then go into like a light exercise routine. It was, you know, hurry up, get ready, get to work and then start like a physical training session or something like that, which was higher intensity. So you really didn't have that reset experience with it. If you understand that. Uh, yes. I do. Yes. Yes. So I love that. Is that pause that we all need to reset, to reflect, to contemplate? And what do you mentioned about walking? It's actually, there's something that's called walking meditation. So active meditation, that's part of the meditation kind of world, or let's say it's another aspect of meditation. It doesn't have to be something still. Another question I have for you about that is, do you feel that we have in the morning when we have those thoughts that we call negative, are they repetitive? Do you have the same thoughts or they tend to be different? They they have a tendency to be to be repetitive, and uh, I think yeah. That, yeah, that's a way of that's a one one technique of dealing with those things is to do this practice daily, and otherwise it may require deeper you know um, counseling or you know help in that regard. But I think one way that people would find very easy to employ is to take that method. Yes, I, I love that idea. It sounds very light and everyone can do it, right, Jason? We mm, all yes. could do that, except me. <laughs> Waking up early, that's yeah. not working. If you don't do it regularly, all the time, <laughs> it feels really rough on you and it feels bad. But when you start making a habit of it and getting into it, like I was, like I said, I was very skeptical of all this stuff. And I started doing, I said, I'm going to give myself like a, a month to try this out. And that was back in January of this year. And I haven't stopped since. And yeah, I, I can tell you, it's, made a big difference for me. Yes, yes, yeah. Now, I can't imagine. I can only imagine. And I don't think I could 
sign up for something like that. But uh, yeah, since I was very little, though, I, even school, everything was like midday on, never early. That, like you said, even if you had some time midday, <laughs> take a break and like go for like a 20, 20 minute walk, I think that would also be helpful too. Right. It doesn't have to be in the morning, early right. in the morning. People like right? to walk their dogs in the afternoons or the evenings too. And, and I, I think that serves a similar purpose as well. Yes, I agree. You see, I love the idea that we can work with what we have, right, Jason? Adapt what is already here. We don't have to change that much. But going back to the topic of the repetitive negative thoughts as mm-hmm. almost as a pattern, yes, I observed that within the mind. And it's interesting. And you mentioned even counseling might be needed, right? When it's mm-hmm. every day. But another thing that I observe is that if it's repeating it's itself, it's because it's trying to communicate something. Those thoughts, oh, are, right? It's trying yeah. to send a message. It's telling us, I mean, in my case, something that I need to address, that I'm, I'm not having the courage to address, I'm afraid of it or something. That's what has been my message. Talk to me for a moment about that. I guess this is getting a little bit more psychology-like. Is uh-huh. that something that you also feel? You're about to say something, and I, and I actually continue to talk, but... Is that something that you feel it's a message? Those negative patterns, are they carrying a message that we need to listen to? I think they are. I agree with your assessment of that. But also, I think that part of that may be, it's not necessarily maybe negative, but it's the conscious speaking to us as well. Mm, yes. Our conscious is a, a voice in the back of our mind. I, I think people ignore it too much. Yeah. and. Mm. Or that voice at our own peril, because there's, it's, in a way, it's, I think it's the universe or our energies trying to speak to us, through a message to us that, hey, you know, this is what you should be doing, or this is a path you need to be walking and not this. Right. That's kind of where I think maybe mm. part is. But I also think that the negative side of that is, of course, things like self-doubt, guilt, unhappiness, feelings like that, too, that try to creep in, you know, from the side. Yes, yes, yeah. It really resonates true to me. Yes, right. So it's kind of trying to guide us. It's a voice that's guiding. I say it might sound a little heavy, but it's a guiding voice. I agree. I guess with that in mind, the question that I, I want to ask is about spirituality. How do you see this idea of being spiritual? What is your perspective on spirituality? I think it's important. I think a I think we as a society and people kind of turn a blind eye to it way too much. I mean, people that are like in tune with spirituality have a lot better quality of life than people that try to overlook it or ignore it. I think that having, being in touch with your spirituality, whatever that form that may, that may be, like through your religion, through your personal beliefs, through, your, through the energy we receive and give off during the day, I think that makes a huge difference in our lives. And I think that people that have embraced that, I think, live a much better quality of life than people that do not or try to ignore it. Mm, yes, another billion yeses to that. I really wanted to get more specific with that question. What is that for you? What is being like your spirituality? What would that look like? Well, I, I myself personally, uh-huh. that there is a God that runs the universe. And I believe that, you know, there, that 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 force is listening to us and helping guide us through our conscious throughout the day. Now, if we choose to accept it and follow it, or we can ignore it, you know, and try to like move about on our own free will. But 
at the same time, we're kind of like a ship without a rudder for another naval or naval or nautical terminology piece there. <laughs> yes. uh, so yeah. uh-huh. to me, ignoring this voice in the back of my head is telling me, hey, you should be doing this or you should be avoiding this. I think that's something that I have to pay attention to. I have to, you know, make sure I'm listening to that to be in the right frame of mind and in the right place with myself. Well, I have to agree with that too, but it's from a different perspective. But it's the same, basically it's the same thing. It is a guiding voice, right? There's something here that speaks to us. Do you feel like that this voice, which you call God's voice, I call it consciousness, and I, I, I also call it God. Is that always a loving one? It's always trying to bring more love into this reality? I think sometimes, usually it is, but sometimes it, it, it may not be. Like if you've really gone against your conscience and really like done things that are not so great and you realize that, that's those feelings of guilt, shame, unhappiness. That's where that stuff starts to well up inside a person. And I think that's kind of what that really is. It's like the universe telling you, hey, uh, you've really made a mess of this. So you're really doing something wrong here. You need to think about what you're doing and stop or, or change course immediately. And that's what I think that kind of relates to, just for me personally. Yes, yeah. Oh, I see. It's almost trying to redirect us, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, in a way, it's like a guiding light, you could say. Yeah, it feels like that, for sure. But you're right, and it's not, not always clear to me that it's about love, because sometimes it's about letting go of people. So it doesn't sound too loving when I think about it, but it's, it's the only way it, I could help myself in a way. Right. If you... Uh, you know, around someone that's toxic and, and nasty or something, and you may have to, the voice may be, that, that energy may be telling you, hey, you need to separate yourself from this individual for your own health and well-being for this time, you know. Yes, yes. Another open question, Jason, for you is about going back to purpose. What do you feel is the purpose of the human experience? Why do we go through all this adventure? What's behind all this? I think what's behind it all is is a, a, a chance to, well, in a in a way, like achieve self actualization, a chance to to kind of become a higher form of ourselves, to kind of evolve into something greater than what we started as. And I think that not everybody, unfortunately, can reach that point in life, and that's kind of disappointing and not great to hear. I think a lot of people do, and it just comes down to having patience and listening. And kind of seeing where you're going and what your what your goals in life are and kind of not being afraid to follow that. Oh, I didn't expect to hear that. That's <laughs> just a powerful answer. Yeah, it's very clear to me, right? Self-realization, self-actualization, some people call it, to evolve. Yes, uh, you said that beautifully. Thank you. You just paused me here. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. For me, it has been very clear for a very long time that that was the purpose, to evolve, to become more loving, more kind, to share that yes. love. But then and all the questions came along about the end of this. Why do we keep coming back here? Because I do have this, let's say, impression that we have been here before. This is not the first time. <laughs> well, my wife is a Buddhist. Ah, she is, right. She would right, say that, yeah. you know. It's the cyclical nature of, of human existence, right? We 
live our lifespan, we die, and we are transformed to come back as something else to go through this process again. And it's an ever unending chain of these changes of, of, of existence, I guess you could say. It's probably the most simplest way I can actually put that because it's a very in-depth religion. There's a lot of complexity to it, yeah. So that may be part of it, I think, is that we're, we're moving through this chain of events, you know, as, as we go through this existence. And that's one way to look at it. Yes. So it's the change in a way, yes, evolves and then it changes the energies. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I have to ask you this question now. What is your understanding of freedom? What is your vision for freedom? What is to be free? Being free is being able to, uh, as I would say, plainly speaking, to be able to go and do, you know, and follow your goals and dreams as you please. However, freedom also comes with responsibilities, you know, it's not just a free ticket to uh, be completely irresponsible in life and cause harm and problems for the others around us. It's having responsibility to be able to pursue our freedoms and, and our independence while also lifting others up and taking them with us along the way. Yes. Oh, I love that too. That's a beautiful vision though. One that seems very real, doesn't it, Jason? I'm listening to you now. It seems like it's, it's a choice, isn't it? It's a matter of a choice, making that choice. Yes, I think it is. It's almost a conscious choice in a way, I think. Yes, right, right. And for that to happen, you see that living a conscious life, some people say it, it it's a matter of listening, deep listening. And that's not always easy if we have a busy mind, if we're always busy. That's why it's, I love... It's a major distraction from having that clear voice, mm -hmm. of, I think. Yes. Yes, and that's why I love the way you you talk about the early mornings and just having time to clear, to reset, and doing that active meditation, reflection, and then some physical exercise. That kind of resonates as a practice to get to that point of yes. exercise to freedom to me. <laughs> yeah, it really kind of comes across that way. That I'm very visual, so I kind of see things when I, hear, I listen to people. I love your wisdom. It's very wise. I find it to be a, an interesting trade in humans. We get better answers when we ask better questions, right? So yeah. the more I ask these questions to people, I just hear amazing things <laughs> that resonates with the heart. So going back to what you do, I know you're a coach. Do you, do you coach people? I believe you coach them through Instagram. Is that correct, uh, Jason? So how do we do If somebody wants to you as a coach, find out more about what you do as a coach, that would be Instagram. Uh, and that Instagram is handle is jbonefit. So Instagram.com slash J-A-Y-B-O-E-N-E-F-I-T. I'll have on the podcast notes anyway. But how is it done? Do they talk to you? Do they call you actually before hiring you as a coach or everything is done online? Well, usually it's done online because, like I said, I have my day job as a, as a contractor with government still. So this is done in my in my evenings and weekend time. To, and I, I run it through my Instagram account, which kind of gives me a way of communicating with different people from all over the world, all different walks of life, which I find to be like when I was younger, this was an impossibility. It just didn't happen. And the Internet, I mean, say what you will about social media. It has this good things and bad things. I see this as being one of the great things about, about it, that I can connect with people 
from anywhere, from any walk of life, any you know part of life, essentially immediately. And they hit, they uh, shoot me DMs, direct messages, or they, they leave comments on the on this the uh, page for me, you know, frequently. I get a lot of questions. I usually do questions and answers on Mondays and Fridays, and I get some some interesting questions that really make me take time to ponder or respond sometimes. And you know, I always enjoy working with people on there, and it gives me a lot of fulfillment to be able to help people out through that. Yes, it's it's truly beautiful, though. I, I said to you off record, but I find this to be amazing. This exchange, helping one another, it's just the most amazing thing. Uh, so friendship with these people, it's it's, yeah. it's it's great. I think. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. From um, my own experience of being always in touch with people, always in connecting with different human beings, amazing human beings. Yes, there's something. There's something about. I guess purpose, that sense of purpose, and then contentment. You did use that word too. I was reading the email you sent me, finding contentment in purpose. So that word is a powerful one. It's almost like peace, isn't it, Jason? It feels like inner peace when I think about contentment. I would say it's directly related to that, yes. Yes. The people that um, around you, or the people that often ask for help or ask those questions, what are the nature of those questions? What are they looking for? They're looking for you, oftentimes it's it's help with a certain situation. They'll ask me questions like, hey, how did you lose the weight you lost? Or what how did you how did you keep doing it, you know, for months on end without stopping? Or where did you find the motivation to do it? Things like that. Yes. Yeah. And do you feel that this is one of the one of the needs that we have, the human beings, the most human beings have, is to be physically healthy or there's something deeper? <laughs> I think it's absolutely. I think that, like I said, the mind is always primary in everything. If if, you're, if your mind and your body, if your body is sickly, it affects the mind. If the mind is sickly, then it affects the body as well. And then just there's the two cannot be separated, in my, in my opinion. So one helping the other helps the other. And... I think you ha- it's a very important, especially with all the unfortunate environmental toxins we're exposed to these days with chemicals and everything else. Um, I think it's very important that we manage our health proactively. And I think physical exercise is absolutely necessary. Uh, I've noticed since I'm not a youngest person in, in the world anymore, and as I've gotten older, I've noticed a big change in the population and the people around me. Um, unfortunately, it's gone in, in a direction that's not so great. And I think that it's heading in a worse direction, honestly. And I think that we need to be proactive and people need to stand up and say that, hey, I'm here to help you. I'm here to show you how it's done. I'm not just going to you know, tell you what to do. I'm going to show you how it's done and you, that you can do it. Because I'm not the youngest person in the world anymore. I'm, I'm 48 going 49, 49 years old, excuse me. And uh, my body is not whole as it once was when I was younger. It's, it's what we call high mileage um, for the, because of my years of military service, parachuting, the diving, the uh, operations in all over the world that I've done, it's, it's taken a toll on me. So all these things add up to where I have to take better care of myself, I have to be uh, aware of what I'm putting into my body, proper supplementation, all these things come into play. And I think that I've amassed enough experience 
and know-how with this stuff to be able to provide very helpful feedback to other people to help them get into a better place physically, with their nutrition, and especially, especially with their with their mental place, their their minds. I love that. Yes, like you said, clearly we cannot disconnect one from the other, the mind from the body. Yes, so vice versa. I agree. How do you make sense of having this very positive, driven mind, but not being able to execute? Some people, they just, they have so much knowledge and they, they are very motivated. They want something, but they are not able to actually get there. I think sometimes they're distracted by other things. They, they don't have the proper prioritization, maybe. They're, they're afraid sometimes. Mm, oh. They are either some kind of pressure they're feeling from socially, maybe somewhere in their life that's, you know, providing some kind of negative feedback to them. Like, why would you do this? Why would you waste your time? You're going to fail. You're not going to measure up. You're going to waste your time. These things like this, they play on people's minds and people try to ignore these, these comments and these, these words. But I mean, we all take these things in and they go, and they get into our subconscious and they become, they play havoc there and they just become an awful problem for us. And some people have a really hard time of getting past this. And that's where I try to talk with people and try to, to literally coach them through this stuff and get them past these things to believing that they have the power in themselves to be able to overcome these things and actually get to a place where they're feeling better, where they're happier and they're healthier. Mm, yes, that's so true. I just mentioned earlier about letting go of some people, just letting them go because, and you mentioned toxic people. Yes, that's very much necessary. And you're right. It, it stays in the mind, right? We should not ignore that. It creates self-doubt, right, Jason? That's what it, it is. It's very, it's, it, it can be very bad. And especially for more sensitive people, really, really mess them up badly. Right. Yeah, it is my case. I, I was pretty in bad shape growing up, listening to you know all these people around me who didn't know how to love themselves. Oh, I can agree too. I, I went through some. I mean, my father was a survivalist. We lived in the in the forest of, of Washington State, and it was it was rough at times. You know, we lived like a, a bare bones existence. Like I was, I mean, people like go on Instagram. They take videos of themselves like using chainsaws to cut down trees, or you know shoot an animal with a, with a bow and arrow and stuff. And that was like some kind of display of like masculinity or something, or, you know, they're trying to hype it up and market themselves through doing this kind of stuff. For me, that was a day of work. Oh, it was a day to by in that situation. So right. I kind of, it is kind of like in a negative light, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, so, yeah. yeah, it doesn't sound too. I mean, I love the way you say that it was a way of life. So you're not, you're not thinking about masculinity when you're not labeling any of that. It's just. No, it's, it's like they're using it as a marketing hook to try to get people to buy whatever, whatever product service they're, they're doing. And it's just, I just look at it as being disingenuous, kind of like, um, I, I don't know, trying to put on like a, a, a fake face to things. Because like I said, I had to do that. I did that for, for like work. That was a day's a day of work. Like you're out there splitting firewood, so you have a you know heat for the winter, you know, yeah. or you're having wow. to shoot an animal with a bow and arrow because you need you know you need to put meat in the freezer. Yeah, <laughs> you know? wow. So things like that, you know. Yes, so, that's yeah. amazing, isn't it? It's like living a natural life, isn't it? Just living and 
like you said, that's being genuine. Or it's not even trying to be anything. It's just doing what you do, what you had to do, right, at the time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have a question for you that I didn't ask before. When you speak of getting the body into this health, you know, healthy state, even, let's say, fit state, you, you look very fit. And then my husband and I, we're into that too. Um, I was, I mean, he has been doing the bodybuilding thing for years, me too. But then we stopped for a while. But he was not natural though for a long time. He was taking, you know, injecting things, testosterone and all that stuff, all, all sort, of, sort of stuff. And now he stopped, he's 64. And he yeah. had to stop because he was getting sick about 10 years ago. So do you, do you advocate natural type of uh, muscle growth or, or fitness in a healthy way, or it doesn't matter? I do. I think that people make a big mistake. They're, they're, they're trying to look like, I think, and especially with Instagram these days and some of the social media engines out there, that the image is more important than what's going on behind it. Mm, yes, that, yes, yes. I mean, you have a lot of young men right now who are in the trap in this situation where they have to, they feel they have to look a certain way to attract attention and approval. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. I think that I, I can tell you that I've been around gym culture forever. And that I know what it takes for these guys to get into the condition that they are in when they're stepping on stage for a show. And that involves certain chemical assistance, let's just say, that is not widely accepted in, in society overall. And I think that for that purpose, to be in that place, they need to have those things. I wish doctors would be more open to handling those people like that hands-on than they are, because I think it would save lives in the long run. However, beyond that, I think that if you're going into a situation where you're going to the gym and you're training and you're, you're have no plans of ever competing professionally as a bodybuilder, I think it's best, very wise to avoid those kinds of things. Over time, it takes a massive toll on your internal organs. I think it, it can cause permanent damage to the human body. I do not recommend that stuff at all. I think that it's best if you're older and you are have your, your joints are messed up, or you're having trouble, like as you're aging, maybe pursue doctor supervised bioidentical. That means already exists within the human body, not some foreign synthetic substance made, right? Hormone replacement is a valid thing to look into. Ah, wow. That's great to know. So you don't really suggest anything that's not natural, right? Bioidentical. Hormones exist within the human body and produce them naturally. As we age, we lose these things, right? Yes. And now through you know modern science, we have a way to doctors can go in and that they know what they're doing and they can keep your levels at a certain point where it's healthy and it slows the aging process down. So that's something to look into if you're an older person. If you're just going to the gym and you're not a competitive bodybuilder, I would definitely not recommend messing with those things or, or restrain to that area because you're going to have a temporary boost in your physical performance and appearance that is not going to last. You cannot stay on say an anabolic steroid your entire life. It's going to, it, it's like being on um, it's like being a multiple pack a day smoker, literally, is how it ends up damaging your organs. Wow. See, this is great information, education to have, right? And knowledge before getting into these things. For the yes. sake, as you said, of just looking good and trying to attract uh, attention, 
Yeah, that never made sense to me, but although I did it, I didn't do any anabolics, any kind of harsh chemicals like that. Mm. But I was very fanatic about, you know, everything organic and all the latest whatever, and then always looking good. But I had a very low self-esteem. So that was, I was very unhappy too at that time. So I was putting everything into the body thing. That was not a happy time for me, I have to say. I think people need to look at real and realize, look at or see where they're at and have a realistic expect, expectation of what they want to accomplish. As long as they're healthy, they're doing good. They, you know, that's fine. You don't, and the, you don't all have to be a fitness model or a, or a bodybuilder. You know, it's not necessarily to enjoy life. Mm, you know, yeah, that's people that do sacrifice a lot. It's a very obsessive lifestyle where you're weighing and measuring all your food constantly, having to be on the proper supplementation, and in some extreme cases, like I mentioned, certain drugs, right? So that all kind of comes into play in that niche area. I don't think necessarily most people would want to be in that place to begin with, but Mm. yeah. Yeah, they're just not aware of the consequences, right, Jason? Right, the long-term effects, yeah. Because everything, everything in that, in that like that has a price you have to pay eventually. Right, so true. And even the dieting thing you just mentioned, it caused a lot of stress. I remember measuring everything, you know, and I had to have those supplements. They're all natural, but it still was a lot of stress having to have them. Mm-hmm. So that added up. So do you believe in supplements? Do you take? I still take supplements, but they are just... Multivitamins, like basic stuff, and not I, really. I believe in common sense supplementation. Um, I believe I, I know people that I that I work with, and like in in everyday life, that spend like hundreds and hundreds of dollars on supplements. And I don't think that's necessarily a, a good. I think that as long as you have the basics covered, like you know the basic vitamin C, you know vitamin D, um, things like that of that nature. I think you're doing well. Whole food diet goes a long way to cover all that stuff anyway. Mm, yes, that's a beautiful suggestion. Right, mm-hmm. whole foods. Yes, 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 absolutely. I love your wisdom. I love everything that you talk about because that's leading. I know that most people that when they look at you, they will follow that, the suggestion that they see of trying to look like you. But then, you know, if they get to know you and they listen to you, they will see that's not, it's coming from that place of, wellness, of well-being, of health, of spirituality. So that's wonderful to know. In my case, I I let myself go when I got out of the military. And I had been drifting that way to begin with. I went through like a kind of a negative experience with the divorce and then work stress kind of compounded on me. And I kind of let these things get into my head and mess with me a bit. And then I ended up in a place where I started to get overweight and out of shape. And I started getting hurt physically, like injured. So I had a lot of work to overcome that. I had a lot of work to fix my body. Fortunately, I had some good coaches that knew what they were doing, and I learned their methods. And I kind of progressed and got to a place where I was functional again and could work and enjoy life again fully. Um, I think that a few months ago, I just realized that, hey, I didn't want to you know, walk around at 280 pounds at six foot one. Yes. I was very strong from all the weightlifting I had been doing all those years, but my cardiovascular ability just was very poor and the weight was just not good for my joint health. And I wasn't getting any younger again. So I decided I needed to drop weight and get more involved with overall fitness rather than just lifting heavy weights. So I decided to go on a diet, 
and make it a, a common sense diet, nothing strange and crazy, no elimination of certain macronutrients, right? Just gradually reduce my calorie intake over time and stick to whole foods, avoid fast food and things like that. And I lost 42 pounds of just solid fat now. And I think I'm in a much better place physically, mentally, spiritually, all around. Wow. That's a beautiful motivational story for sure. Do you actually talk about this on your Instagram? Do you have videos that you share the story? I do, yes. I share the stories of how I overcame things with uh, financial destruction from the divorce I suffered through, um, all the military deployments I had gone through, all the combat deployments I had done, all the stress that that created in my life and everything else that went with it. I kind of share how I overcame that kind of tried worked on myself and through personal development and kind of overcame all that and got back on track so it's a big part of what i talk about on there yeah that's wonderful to know because we will have this interview too will be on my platforms but it's great to know that you have that out there on instagram as well it's very motivational though i love not just listening but seeing that this is a reality for people like you just this it's almost like this calling which to me, life loves life and is very supportive of itself. So it goes back to listening, deep listening, being open to, to, to be guided to from other mm -hmm. people. And I see that you have. So that's yes. very important to be open, to be coached, right? And guided yes. from others who know. I had to be coached before I could coach others. Right. Yes. Yeah. You see, that's being open, being vulnerable. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Jason, for your presence here on this podcast and in our world. Thank you. Before we say goodbye, we're not, we're not, it didn't end the interview yet. But before we say goodbye for today, I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. But I want to ask you this, oh, just the open question. Is there anything that you left unsaid? Any questions that I didn't ask to kind of unfold what you do? Or have we talked about everything that... That were to be talked today. I would just mention again that um, I, I am in the process of, of opening a gym. Ah, yes, right. Yeah, just yeah. it's still in the process. It's still a, a work. It's like one of my uh, one of my passions is being a small businessman. Um, I would like to open a, a gym here locally, and I would like to make a, a great facility that works with people that have uh, been injured or coming back from injuries and get them back on track physically like I was at one point. Um, another uh, thing I have, I'm working on in my uh, spare time is my uh, warrior swimwear business. It's a local uh, veteran-owned, which is me, um, company. And we have handcrafted, ecologically sourced swimwear we are selling here um, locally and online at warriorswim.co as well. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah. So projects that are near and dear to my heart. And I spend a lot of uh, time and uh Time and effort to get those things built from the ground up. Mm, yes, beautiful. I'll have those two links on your podcast profile. I'll have the Instagram and I'll also have the warriorswim.co. I, I have that link here. So it will be on your podcast notes as well. Let's see, Jason, the ending questions. I'll ask you this one. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? Success is having, knowing what your goals in life are having a path, visualizing a path that you achieve these goals through and working hard, putting the time in, being consistent to make it there and achieve those goals. Mm, yes. 
And my last question is, what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? I would say love. Finding, finding true love, I think, is a, a human, very human experience and one that is a, a primary thing that drives a lot of people. And I think it's very important. Um, becoming self-actualized, reaching your highest potential, like we talked about earlier, is very important. Being like the best version of you that you can be. And I think that reaching spiritual fulfillment as well is the other side of that. And I think that those three things together create literally what your best existence could be in this life. Mm, yes, I love that you started with love. <laughs> I, use, I, use, I use that word a lot, but the concept of love is just, yeah, is, is what we need, right? Primarily, it really keeps coming back to me as a message. So thank you so much for your presence. Thank you for your, for your wisdom, your natural wisdom as well, for what you do, this beautiful desire to help others and not just as a desire, but something that you're doing now in reality. And thank you for your, the visions you have to even expand this helping others. So in different ways with the gym and, and you already have the swimsuit and then you're doing them. I mean, everything just sounds so good to me. <laughs> I, I love seeing that. It's that sense of purpose again, you know, that you speak of being driven by purpose. So thank you so much for being you. And we'll talk soon. Bye for now, Jason. It has been wonderful. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Jason Erickson and his work, please visit warriorswim.co and instagram.com backslash jbonefit. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.